Welcome to Marketing for Your Boring Business, presented by All-in-One Social Media, where marketing professionals and industry leaders discuss what you can do to help your message get seen in a cluttered newsfeed. Join us each week to learn more about social media, online marketing, trending topics, and tips to grow your online marketing efforts. Now here's your host, Desiree Martinez. Welcome to the Marketing for Your Boring Business Facebook Live show and podcast. I am your host, Esme Martinez, and we have a great show today. And I know I say that every week because every show just gets more and more awesome every single time. When it comes to business in today's world, you have to have a website. Like If you don't have a website, you might as well not even open your doors. But you can't really do online marketing without having it there either. And so we're going to be talking with Mitch today about how you can engage your audience and grow your site. And he promises us that you will not want to miss this one because he's going to be dropping knowledge bomb after knowledge bomb about how you can grow your website that you will not hear anywhere else. Make sure you type five in the comments now if you're watching on Facebook to get notified when our next show is. And we're going to do a little bit of love for our sponsor today. So. If you're growing your business through your website, how are you really going to be figuring out how to drive traffic back to your website? Well, the only way that we really know how to do this besides opt-ins and email marketing is through social media marketing. But how can you be consistent if you're always struggling to remember to post or you don't know when to do it or you just can't seem to get ahead on it? That is where Sendable is going to be the solution for you. Sendable allows for you to bulk post all of your major social content on all those major social networks, including Instagram. You can also monitor your social media comments and posts, schedule blogs, YouTube videos, and so much more. It's the official social media management tool for all-in-one social media. I have tested tons of other social media softwares and I always come back to Sendable because it truly is the easiest and most comprehensive tool. Make sure you click the link in the description to get set up with a free trial. Now, we always have a quick segment that we add into the show called the marketing buzzword. There are so many things happening in the world of marketing. It's hard for anyone to keep up. And with so many new words and phrases and methods, it's enough to make anyone just want to give up on marketing altogether. That's why we have the marketing buzzword with Ben Roberts from the marketing buzzword podcast. I'm going to hand the mic over to him and he's going to talk about this week's buzzword. Hey, Ben. Hey, Desiree. How are you? Good as always. So what buzzword do we have for this week? So this week, me and Treader. Hello. You right? We're bringing you the buzzword snackable content. So let's move, let's move Shredder out the way eventually off all my cables. So we're talking about snackable content. And this is the idea of actually creating loads of content that is ready in six seconds, seven seconds. The idea is people just need to look at it and understand about you and your business and what you're trying to do. So snackable content. Now this sounds really good. It sounds, it sounds good to eat. It sounds like something you want to produce loads of. But it has some of its downsides. And this is what I want to talk about today. It's, it's a term that people are absolutely go nuts about, but actually it doesn't necessarily have, it shouldn't be necessarily building a strategy around it. And this is a conversation I had with a woman called Julia McCoy on my podcast. Have, have you heard of Julia? I, I haven't. I am always looking for more people to connect with, though. So tell yeah, us about honestly, her. She's brilliant. And um, and we were talking about snackable content. This is one of the big themes of content marketing world. So, um. 
And his idea is that actually you shouldn't necessarily be building a strategy around this thing called snackable content. You should be creating snackable content, but it shouldn't be your entire content strategy. Now, a content strategy should involve a lot of some long form stuff, which is good for SEO, some highly technical stuff, some some stuff that's targeted long tail keywords, so highly specific to your industry, your region, whatever it is, your area, locality. stuff. And snackable content is a part of that. So that's actually how you would create an infographic that would complement your blog. But you shouldn't be building up an entire content strategy or marketing strategy based upon snackable content. So it's a lovely term. It's one that people love to use. And people say create loads of bite-sized edible pieces that uh, look really pretty to the eye. But actually, they seem, seem to be proving to not have a huge amount on their own to bottom line revenue. So it's about actually using them, but using them as part of an entire content strategy and not as a single entity. So as a buzzword, that's one of our bad ones. Don't go and do a whole snackable content strategy, but actually incorporate snackable content into your full content marketing strategy. All right, so what would be an example of good snackable content and bad snackable content? Yeah. So if you say you'd created an ebook, now what you could do is you could actually take out a, a, a section from that ebook and create a small video around that. So say 10 seconds long, showing, highlighting some of the key facts. You could create an infographic around that. But what you shouldn't be necessarily doing is creating just these, in um, I guess, a little video of just, just, um, just industry stats because it has no real context. It doesn't give much value you've given some stats which is really easy for you to put out there you've put out there it's caught people's attention but there's no real tangible to it so it's actually about how we go a bit deeper and add more value to people's lives and snackable content doesn't add a huge amount of value in itself so it's something that feeds off and adds to something that is tangible and adding value does that make sense yeah so it's like when people say 85 percent of facebook uh videos are watched without sound yeah. And it just kind of like leaves it hanging. What you're saying is like attach the rest of the strategy to it. Like where you can like, how do you solve this problem? Click here to my ebook or my infographic for more information, that kind of a thing. Yeah. So you're having like a central pillar with all your, with your knowledge, your expertise and snackable content fits off that, but just creating a strategy around snackable content. This is what Julia and I had literally a 45 minute discussion about how snackable content is great. It captures people's attention. It gets eyeballs but it doesn't really add that long-term value and it doesn't drive traffic to your site and help people know more about you and know that you're an expert in your, your given area. Awesome. That's great. And we'll make sure to include the link to that podcast episode in the comment section, Ben, if you could add that in, that would be great. And we'll make sure to include it in our show notes as well. As always, it's so great to hear from you from way across the pond. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and thanks for sharing with us this week's marketing buzzword. My pleasure, Desiree. Bye. Bye. All right, guys, if you are just tuning in, we're going to be talking with Mitch Wilson from the Sports Chat Place. Make sure you hit five right now so that you can opt in for all future uh, episodes that we have. We are live every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. And we have great content and great guests for you every week to help you market your boring business that much better. 
So again, today we are talking with the ever so impressive Mitch Wilson from the Sports Chat Place. This is a real treat because Mitch rarely does interviews and usually spends his time surfing. So the mission of Sports Chat Place is to create a sports website where fans can read insightful analytics and predictions, share their views, share their experiences, and above all, keep it real. They have tried their best to assemble a diverse set of writers who have a full coverage of everything that they are trying to cover. And whenever possible, they offer multiple points of view, even if they aren't in agreement with one another. This site is not about who is right and who is wrong. It's about all the fans working together to increase uh, their percentages about being right together. Once again, remember today's show is sponsored by Cinnable, and it's time for us to talk with Mitch. Welcome to the show, Mitch. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk with us. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Like you said, I don't do a lot of interviews. I do a lot of live video. I do live video every day, sometimes two and three times a day, but um, I don't do a lot of just straight interviews. I don't usually talk about anything but sports um, in my live stuff. And, uh, you know, I, you won't see me speaking at conferences or anything like that. I've spoken at one conference ever and it was a fire like, hazard. Right? <laughs> it was a fire. Well, it was a fire hazard in the room, you know, when oh, I was wow. speaking, it, was, it was so many people in the, in the room packed in there, but, um, just, it's not what, it's not what my audience wants to hear from me. So while I love helping other people in the, in the business space in the online space, my audience pays my bills, so I have to do what they want me to do. And they'd rather hear me say, take the Lakers than talk about, uh, you know, any kind of marketing things or, uh, you know, how you can build a business online. So, you know, because we're in the uh, 360 degree marketing group together, I yes. said, sure, I will do it because I just love the group. I love what's going on there. And I love the people that run the group. I think Amanda's enthusiasm is infectious and uh, she's just always excited about everything she's doing. And that's what got me in the group. And then, you know, Stephanie and, and Jen and, and, and Mike are just, I mean, these people are just above and over the top. So while I am not a plug type person, I'm going to plug the, uh, I'm going to plug the 360 degree marketing squad. It's, I think it's five bucks a month. It is. I can tell, I, I tell you, I've been in the group for two weeks or something. I probably made 30 grand. <laughs> the tips that they've given me. So I think it's paid for. <laughs> oh yeah. No, having that group is fantastic. If you're looking for a great way to have all of your marketing questions answered and have like the support group of not just like four amazing experts, but also members like Mitch and myself and all that, definitely check out 360 Marketing Squad. The link is actually in our comment section and up on our screen right now. Thanks Amanda for sharing that so that we could pimp you guys out a little bit. So Mitch, what do you think is the foundation that our boring business owners need for their website to have success with their business? I think the number one thing about the internet to uh, connect with your customers, whether it's an online business, whether it's a uh, you know brick and mortar business, whether you're selling donuts or whether you're selling sports picks, is you have to always deliver what you promise you're going to deliver. The idea isn't to get them to the website. The idea is to get them to be loyal fans and, and customers of, of your website. So, you know, if you get someone to your website and you don't deliver what you've promised to them in the title or in, you know, however you got them there, if you had to advertise to get them there, if you don't deliver that, if you say, if you say free, um, free advice on how to get super glue off my fingertips, it doesn't mean 
It doesn't mean opt into my email list, share 80 of my posts, like all of my Facebooks and become, you know, a member of my Facebook group. And then I'll tell you how to take the uh, stuff off your fingers. It means I said, I'm going to tell you how to get the super glue off your fingers. Here's how you do it. And it's like, number one is building that trust and delivering what you say you're going to do. And I think so many people, I have to say, miss the point on that. It's it's the easiest thing in the world. I mean, to, 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 when you think about it, it's, it's the most basic. Think about yourself as, as the user. It's like when you go to a website, I mean, I don't even know what this website is. Why would I want to opt into your email list before I even know who you are? No, exactly. And it's really frustrating. Like I'm all about like giving to people and like helping. Like, of course I have like an opt-in on my website. I know that yours does when you pop in for the first time, but it's not like go do all these things and give me your money. It's like here, like you're here for a reason. And what I'm going to give you is going to help you with that further. And I think that that's so important with building trust and credibility with people who are visiting your website for the first time or the hundredth time. It's, it's absolutely true that I have a relationship with my audience and I have people that, you know, have been coming to my websites for over 10 years and I have people that just came, you know, for the very first time today. And, uh, you know, they all feel the same thing is that, you know, we deliver for free and you can only imagine what our pay products are like. Yeah. So how are, how can our boring businesses take a tip from you with how to drive traffic back to their websites to get those people in that they can build those relationships with? Oh, this is, this is once again, probably not the magic, magic beans that people are looking for, but it's just back to the basics. And number one is be consistent, continue to add fresh content. You can edit your old content as well. Google likes that, but what they really like is fresh content and lots of it. I know that a lot of the other marketers out there say 5,000 word posts or whatever, but trust me on this. Okay. And I, I can tell you from experience, I have, you know, I have over over 3 million visitors a month at each of my websites. So and wow. I have a few of them. And I'll tell you one thing, I don't have one post that's even close to the amount of words that these people you know, advise you to do. I know all niches are different. I understand that, but let's look at Google at, from the simplest perspective as an outsider. And I'm certainly not a marketing expert. And that's maybe also why I don't speak at the conferences because they don't ask me to, right? Because I'm not, I'm not known as a marketing guy and I'm not known as any of those things. I mean, the people that I meet at the conferences, they're friends. And, you know, a lot of them, I really respect their opinion. I always learn something no matter who I'm talking to. But um, I think, you know, what, what it all comes back to for me is that, see, Google is just a different animal. Like we go to Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or um, any of the other social media outlets. And I might say, hey, the people that clean my house gave me this salt ball. I'm not really sure what the hell it is or anything, but I know it plugs into the computer actually blows. It's like good vibes or something, which we could always use plenty of, but there it is. And, but it's like, I can say I got this salt ball, right? And I take a picture of it. I post it on Instagram. I post it on Facebook. I post it on whatever. See, but when people go to Google, they, they don't care about my salt ball. What they want is... They have they type in a question and they say, what, what should I do with my life or what should I have for lunch or who has a good sandwich in town or, um, you know, how do I bake a banana bread with macadamia nuts? You know, these are the type of questions that people type into Google. And I'm not, you know, outside of my niche and you know, yours as well. But these are these are what we type in as people into Google each and every day. Now, when you're typing into Google, you're looking for the answer to a question. And to me, as far as my own perspective on it is the more articles you get out there, the more titles you have with the H1 tags out there, the more times you're going to end up in the Google search results. So the more questions that you're providing an answer to is the more likely that you're going to get found in Google. 
Okay, so if that makes any sense, no, no, that makes total sense. So I think that the next question I'm going to have for you is how can people know what questions to answer? Like people are going to Google and trying to figure out, like, okay, I got to go to Google and you know, obviously, like if I'm a dentist or a roofer, they're probably like, how to fix my roof or why are my teeth decaying? You know, how can you find what the best questions are to answer for these people to drive that traffic back to your site? How did, well, I think I think the way that normal people do it is they go to the Google AdWords finder or whatever, which I don't know how to use, so I don't use that. But what I okay. do is we just, we just create content, create content, create content. So the articles that have a lot of response, we continue down that road. The ones that we hear crickets, well, if it's top something I really want to write about, then I continue down that road anyway. I don't care. But um, generally, less effort into the into into those areas. More effort into the ones that are more popular. So, what's going to be more popular? You know, why does Mitch have a salt ball on his desk? Or how come the how come my battery on my iPhone goes out after twenty minutes? You know, it's 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 obviously the iPhone one, right? So. These are the type of hot topics. And I'll tell you what else is really good is if you could relate it to current news, you know, if you okay. could somehow relate what you're talking about and tie it into something that's a really hot topic in the news, it's going to be viral all the time. So it's like, well, our content generally doesn't have the shelf life of some of the other people's content out there. I would say our content gets each piece that we write every day gets as much views as someone else's articles might get in five years. So, you know, we write, you know, what we what we figured is that, you know, when we wrote one, we got X amount of views. Well, what happens if we write 70? And that's, that's what we do. You know, we just, so we have 70 viral articles every single day. So that's how you get to, you know, millions and millions of viewers. And once again, you can dig into some of the longer term content that most, most people are, are, most websites are more apt to have, but you can dig into that. And also if you could almost predict the future and say, you know, name, you know, it's like top 10, like when, um, you know, same, you know, when Hillary Clinton was running for president or, um, you know, Michelle Obama might run for president, top 10 most influential female politicians, you know, something like that. And if you could tie your product somehow into that or to what you're doing into some kind of list that touches on a current event or current subject, well, all the better. I would think that would be something that you guys probably do a lot because you have so much like coming, you know, new sports seasons coming in, like who your predictions are for like going to different bowl games or going to Stanley Cup or whatever that is. I'm sure like those kinds of topics would be really helpful. So I think with our, obviously, I'm sure that a lot of my boring businesses are like, yeah, of course, sports is easy to talk about. But, you know, you guys can apply these big business tactics, especially with your website to small, to your small business. Let me ex also explain to your audience too, that, you know, while sports is super popular, I'm up against some of the heaviest hitters in, in, in the world when it comes to that. It's like, you know, I'm a guy in my living room that started with 10 bucks. I, you know, I compete with Disney, CBS, Fox. I compete with all of those guys for the same traffic and for the same readers. So while, yeah, there is built in content and there's games every day and things happen in sports and there's controversy and guys getting arrested with prostitutes and whatever, all this stuff happens in sports, you know, and this is what the audience, you know, wants to read. Look at who I'm up against and the budgets that these people bring to the table as well. So, you know, you just have to find your space within your own niche as well. Yeah, that's why I talk to boring business owners because I really feel like they're very much under underrepresented for sure.
Thanks for listening. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break. This podcast is brought to you by All In One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $140 a month. All In One started with a mission to put military spouses to work anywhere they're stationed in the world while making fair wages with job flexibility no matter what military life demands of them. With packages starting at just $140 a month, All In One will help your business grow through social media with custom graphics, daily posts, targeted Facebook advertising and more. All In One's packages cover all your social media marketing needs with unlimited support and feedback as well as advice for posting and marketing that you can do yourself. Head to allinonesocialmedia.com today to find the package that's right for you. That's allinonesocialmedia.com. And now, back to the show. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, we're talking with Mitch Wilson from his amazing sports website, Sports Chat Place. And if you haven't already, if you're new on here, if you are not getting notifications, make sure you type five right now into the comments. We're going to let you know when our next show is going out, which is every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. So, Mitch, how do you think video marketing is changing and affecting how you have success with content for your website? Well, I've been doing video since day one of my website. Since the day I started over 10 years ago, I started doing video. And I could, I'm gonna, I'll cut back to that and, and tell you um, why, I, why I started doing video on day one, which is something that you guys probably never, never hear. And it'll make total sense to you as well. But um, I've, I'm always, I always try and stay on the pulse. Like I'm not a marketing person. Um, I go to some marketing conferences. I know a lot of these people and it's, you know, it's just generally through friends or, you know, talking about a conference. I always have a very specific question because a lot of the problems, a lot of the issues that I have with, um, you know, because I have the traffic and I have the fans and I have all these things. So some of my issues are more, they're not things that are generally going to be covered. You know, if you put 10,000 people in a room, you know, how many of them are a guy sitting in their living room in Hawaii with, you know, 4 million readers a month, you know, not many of them. So it's like, I'm going to have different problems than say someone that has maybe a hundred visitors a month or, you know, a hundred visitors a day. I'm just going to have different, different issues than they're going to have. But when it comes to video, I think that it's like anything else that has come out on the internet. You just need to stay on the pulse of it and stay on top of it and kind of be on the latest, greatest of it and be an early adapter. And if it is something that's working for you, be consistent with it. You can't just do a video and like, you know, a show like this, you can't just do a video on, on Tuesday and then, you know, uh, let's see, in three and a half weeks, I'm going to do another show. See, my audience knows 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm going to be live. And I'll tell you what, that's, um, that's 5 a.m. my time for a good portion of the year. But they know that I'm going to be there. And if there's something, reason why it's not going to be at 11, and it's not always exactly at 11, sometimes it's 10.30, sometimes it's 11.30, it's in that general area. If I'm not going to be on at that time, I let them know in, in, in as many different ways as possible that I'm not going to be on at that time, that we're going to have a special time. So you better subscribe to my YouTube channel, hit the little bell in the upper right-hand corner so you get notified when I go live. If you want to watch the live show or else you're going to have to watch the replay. So you can't yell at me you know, during the show, which my fans love to do. So are you using YouTube for your videos and like embedding your YouTube videos into your articles on your website? We use, I use YouTube for my, for my main, um, for my main website. Now I've used a number of different vehicles over the years, incorporating pre-roll and um, things like that. I get approached by a lot of advertisers that want to advertise on my videos. 
and things like that. And they want pre-roll. So I have to use different players and things like that. But I always have the video on YouTube because it's a search engine within itself. But I do want to touch on why I have video on my website and why it's positioned where it is on my website. And that Please. is what this is uh, this is this is something that's it's sort of important. And I think it's going to once again, a, a, a simple concept, but it's it's something that you might be able to get a lot of mileage out of. And so when I first started my first website way back when, you know, 10 years ago, which is dinosaurs right <laughs> on the Internet, um, you know, people asked me the designer that I was working with, who wasn't even really a designer because I started with just a plain free WordPress site. And uh, then I went to, I decided, well, if I'm gonna really do this, I'll get like a template of a WordPress site and have somebody customize it for me because I didn't know how to do it and I still don't I still don't know how to do it. But they said, well, what do you want it to look like? What websites do you go to? What websites do you use? And so it's like, I use ESPN and all these you know sports websites because I'm a sports fan, right? I, I talk about what I love. And you know, this, I said, Amazon, you know, Amazon's a site that I, that I like. And I said, you know what? wonder what how Amazon has their site set up. It's like, I don't have the money to do the research that Amazon does on their website, but I could just steal what they do, right? So, because I know they put a lot of money into it. So I typed into Google, two fingers, right? Back then, I, I mean, now I can probably type 10,000 words a second, but it's like, back then it was this, right? And I type in. We all, we what, all start that way. <laughs> what is the most popular item on Amazon, right? So this is where I started. I wanted to design my website. This we're going to take one of the biggest websites in the world, and we're going to see what's their most important product, the one that they make the most money off, and how do they have that formatted on their page? And somehow I'm going to tie that into my design. I find out it's the Amazon Kindle, and it's not the Kindle that we see today. It's the old one, like my wife has the old white boxy. Not one, lit right? up. Yeah, my mom had that one. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife has it. She still uses it. Um, but uh, so I went to that page and I said, how does, you know, what, you know, I went to the page and I looked at it. What do they have in the upper left hand corner? It's a video. And it was like not even a well-made video. It was like a video that I mean, I couldn't make it, you know, because a little too advanced for me. But like my nephews could make it. Right. And uh, it's this is what they had in the upper left hand corner, not the comments, not the reviews, not anything like that. It was a video in the upper left hand corner. I said, you know what? I'm gonna have a video in my upper left-hand corner too because they must have spent a lot of money on this and this is something that they really care about. And if that's the most valuable real estate on the website, they have a video there, I'm putting a video there. And that's how I got a video in the upper left-hand corner of my website and it's it's still there. Uh, left-hand so corner or right-hand corner? I think you said both. I think mine's in the, I think mine's in the upper left now. It might be oh, closer okay. to the middle. I'm not sure. I, I'm doing, I'm in the middle of a redesign. So I know on the new site, it might be in the right, but in the old, in the one, the current one, I think it's closer to the left. I know on your homepage, it's like right there, right on the, right on the site. Right the above the full front and center, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. and, and the thing is that I find that in the video, you know, back to your original question, I find that the video marketing creates a connection with my audience and it always has that people that don't do video ne never had that connection. And in my, in my niche, um, niche niche however you want to pronounce it um i i was the first one to do video in in my niche so you know i created a, a connection with my audience that my competitors didn't have i was sure i'm just a guy in my living room but um they felt like they knew me 
So when there was problems with my website, issues with my website, they had no problem reaching out to me. I had people that said, I said, wow, I can't see that issue. They're like, I love reading your website, but you know, this is broken or this isn't working right. It's like, I can't duplicate. They're like, hey, how about if you have your tech guy call me, we'll do a three-way call and I'll fix it. I mean, these are people that really care, you know, that really mm -hmm. want to read your website. It's like, it's an amazing thing that happens. And it's a connection that I built with my audience, you know, for a very long time doing video, even though we couldn't communicate like we do now in live video. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about create content and then, you know, study what your content is doing and then create more content that is most popular. And we talked about use video as much as possible for content for your website. And then I think that my only other question is, let's talk about distribution of content. Where do you find to be the most effective way for people? I mean, obviously people can find your content through search, which is why you, we talk about creating content for search and doing video with YouTube because those are the two number one places for search. I tell people to do that all the time. That's it's how I've grown my it's, business. It's the most important thing and it's not even, and second place isn't even close. It's like this, it, this is the 95% is what you just mentioned. Is the, is the most important thing is to have content. And I can, you know, I, I've had a million things happen to me over the years. And, you know, I, I can't summarize this any better to people that, well, I was two, I was maybe two months into doing this. I had, I was averaging about three visitors a month, if you can believe that. Okay. When I first started and I had an article and I got an email from somebody um, at uh, Fox Sports. And they said, hey, we read your article. Can we publish it on our website? We'll give you a link and we'll give you credit. And I said, holy shit, you're, uh, holy crap, you're one of the three people that reads my website. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe it, right? And they were like, uh, they're like it's whatever. They're like, well, we're going to publish it if it's okay with you. And I said, fine. And they did it. And they put a link on there. And I had 40,000 visitors in one day from three to 40,000. And what happened, though, is three days later, I was back to my three visitors and that's because I didn't have anything there as far as a consistent content stream to bring people back. So you need to have not just content, consistent content, consistent new content, fresh content, something that's why I, I think, you know, that's why when we talked about maybe incorporating something going on in the world today or in the news or even, you know, if you're a tech, you know, thing and it's like, you know, have today in tech, you know, if you have, if you're, you know, today in, you know, women's fashion today in whatever. And it's like, I don't, you know, as far as like, and we, we know the marketing people and I understand it's just a different animal than what we do. You know, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm a guy in my living room that surfs and talks about sports. You, you nailed it, you know, on the intro. I mean, that is what I am at the end of the day. And that's what my audience sees. And that's, that's what makes, that's what's given me this life that's ridiculous. You know, that's why I get to live in Maui. That's why I have houses in other places. This is why all that stuff, not because of anything else that I've done. It's from delivering what I say I'm going to do, doing it consistently and for always being honest with my audience. And it's like that really are the, are the number one things, but we can go to the content distribution as well. So, yeah, so what are other ways that you try to drive traffic back to your site for your business? um for for your content what else are you doing besides focusing on search yeah it's like it's see for for me it's always not just about driving the traffic to the website it's that building trust with the audience along the way and always delivering uh, what we promise always over delivering going above and beyond doing what the other guys are afraid to do in your in your niche go above and beyond what they're doing so 
whoever your competitors are, just do twice as much and work twice as hard. And it's like, if it means you're only going to sleep three hours a day for five days and, you know, so be it, you know, because it'll all pay off in the end. You'll be able to sleep as much as you want. Trust me on that one. But the thing is, is that, so I have a podcast, but I don't just have a podcast. We do 12, ep 12 episodes a week and we're expanding it. You know, right. I do a live show every day. I distribute it on, on Twitter. I distribute it on Facebook. I distribute it on YouTube live. We do, I do, um, you know, the video, like you said, I have, we do, I have a social media person. I've never been a big social media person in the past, but I have somebody that I'm kind we're kind of like, we dip our toe in the water, but I just feel that Google for us is always going to be the, our number one focus because so here's here's something that people used to always say to me because we do do sports predictions. They're like, why don't you just go to a sports book in Las Vegas and hand out some business cards? Well, let's see if I have a really good day in a really busy sports book handing out business cards. Say I hand out a whole box of them, like right, like one of these things. So I don't know how many is in here. I don't know. There's a lot though. As you can see, I give out a lot of business cards, right? I've taught, I have tons. These I are like five years old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I never give them out. I have tons of them, but you know. So say I went to the sports book and I just started giving these out, right? You know, it's like whatever. I just started handing them out. I mean, it would take me hours, and half of them, more than most of them, would end up on the ground, right, or in the garbage. Well, yeah, because I I live in Vegas. This is where I'm at. People like hand out stuff all the time in the street, and most people are like. They take it and literally drop it on the floor after yes. it's handed to oh, them. So it'd be totally waste of your time. <laughs> absolutely. But when you find somebody in Google, you know, when somebody finds you in Google, you're answering their question. And normally they're in a hurry. They want to get there. They want the answer. And that's it. And I'll tell you what, if you provide the right answer to them, they'll bookmark it and they'll come back as if it's a if it's a varying you know, when I, when I first started, you used to be able to see what people typed into Google to get to your site for everything. And they don't do that anymore. But um, I saw one one thing that said, what time is the, and I could say this because all my competitors have already copied me on this. So it really doesn't <laughs> matter. It said, so someone typed in, what, did, what time does the Cowboys game start? And, you know, I didn't even have on my website what time or what channel is the Cowboys game on? Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't even I didn't even have this information. I did all this big preview of the article I had a heading and everything. And in there, I never said TV information or anything. It just said nothing. Right? There's just nothing there. Yeah. And I was like, man, if I just put on there NBC, right, three keystrokes, TV, colon, space, NBC. So seven keystrokes total. This person might bookmark my website to come back to find out what channel the Cowboys game is on every single week and what time it is. And I'm like, this is how you get repeat people. These are your these are your repeat people, the people that come every day. And these people might not buy the first time. They might not buy the second time. You know what? They might never ever buy. But maybe they'll tell their friend, hey, this is the website I go to. And their friend might buy. Who knows, <laughs> right? It doesn't matter. More is more is always more. And you know, when you have advertising deals, you know, when you have traffic, you get advertising deals, you get all sorts of things, other ways where people don't have to buy to make money. Yeah. So do you have any anything that you think if people are going to take away one thing from today's call, what would it be? I would say content and consistency are king. I would say, you know, to me, those are the most important things. I think that, you know, also take a piece of advice from somebody, make sure that you can get firm results from it, either good or bad, and make your decision on that. Don't just take everybody's word as, as, as gospel. 
from a, you know that you hear at a conference or anything like that. I, I can tell you one thing. I go to conferences all the time. We probably go to some of the same ones, and you know, I hope hopefully I'll see you at those. But um, you know, I some of the stuff goes in one ear and out the other, and the other stuff I say, wow, well, here's stuff that I can really apply to my business. So just because it works for them, or just because they say, and just like you know, we talked about before, um, just like we talked about before, you know, just because someone says you should have four thousand word articles. You can go to my website and uh, I bet you that I get more traffic in two weeks than those people get in a year. A lot of those people that say that. And I don't know, one, you know, I would say 99% of my articles aren't more than 500 words. Yeah. So it's just, you know, it's just, it's just a different, you know, different. And, and if I was writing 500 word articles in their niche, I would probably get less traffic than they do. So it just, you have to go what's right for your audience. And the only way to know, oh God, here's another one that I gotta say too. I have to say this before we go. I love saying this. I love saying this to people too. Your very best ideas, the ones that you think are your very best ideas, don't matter. Your audience will tell you exactly what they want. So even if you're, you know, don't force it down their throat, let them tell you what they want and then, Take the easy way out. Deliver what they want. These people pay your bills. It's like if you, if you don't care about, you know, my opinion on the Lakers game and you want one of my writers, you know, Randy or something, you want his opinion on the Lakers game and that's what you really want to see. Well, then we're going to give you Randy's opinion on the Lakers game. You know, and, and me, I'm going to have to sit down and shut up. And, and that's just the way that it works. Or, you know, if I want to talk about boxing, but my but my audience wants to hear about football. We're going to talk. We're going to talk about football. I might still do my boxing on the side, but we're going to concentrate on the football. You got to listen to your audience and deliver what they want. It's not about what you want anymore. It's about what they want. And it's you know you have any. I think any successful business out there will will do the same thing. Coca Cola has Coke Zero. They have Diet Coke. They changed the Coke. They changed it back because their audience right. It's like these people spent a lot of money on this. <laughs> so you have to you know t take their advice and steal it. You also have to make sure you're testing out what you're, what's working, what's not working. Absolutely. And align yourself with the winners, you know, stick with the winners. If you want to live in a $5 million house, then listen to the people in a $5 million house, not in the people that just, you know, went to a conference, heard an expert say something, and now they're just regurgitating it to you. You know, it's yeah. like, those are all things you got to stick with the winners. Yeah. And I, you know, on the track of like marketing winners you have to listen to the people that like make sense for you that you resonate that you've tried what they're doing and it's like working really good for you like you go listen to five people talk about the same thing but only one person might actually be able to relate and resonate with you and that's the person you want to be i've fallen into the trap before myself where it's like i'm listening to so many experts and gurus and whatever and they're all saying these things and it gets a little overwhelming because everyone's like oh you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this but you have to figure out what's right for your business at the end of the day. Especially when you're a beginner, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people, they spend a lot of money on design of their websites and it's like, they'll, they'll just get crippled because it's like they're editing, they're over editing. If you don't get that article out there or that video or that podcast or whatever, even if it's not perfect, then you're not, it's not doing anything. It can't make you any money if it's not posted on your website or out there for your audience to see. People, they over edit. And I see uh, people spend so much money on their first websites. And, you know, I spent $10 on mine. And that was the cost of a domain name and, and a hosting plan back when I started was the $10 that I spent. Zero of it was on design and construction or any of those things. Logos, 
All those things are not important because at the beginning, no one's going to see your website. Anyway, you'll find out what your audience wants to uh, see, how they want it formatted on your website. You'll learn those things. And then you have to gut the whole thing anyway and do it. And then you have to pay someone and, and they'll do it. And Or if you see something like I did with Amazon that you want to do the video or whatever, then you know these are all things that you can, you can build in. But there's no reason to spend a lot of money before you ever get started. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. I know... I know, I know 99.9% .9 of the people that hear me say that it's going to go in one ear and out the other. And I, I, you know, it is what it is, you know? So what I love with the saying, and I've heard this before is 80% done is better than a hundred percent of nothing. Like stop obsessing about the way your site looks, just put it up and make the changes you go. It's most important for people to be able to find you than it is for like how pretty it is. Yeah, even if you get hammered with that one comment about like how you misused the semicolon in your sentence or whatever, you know, there's going to be someone out there that's going to hammer you on it. At least someone's read your article, right? Which is part of the bonus of that one. But the, um, you know, you could always correct that semicolon issue and your article is out there. So it's like, you know, it's, it's the longer that your content is out there, the longer your website's established, all those things, Google's going to give you better treatment on those things because they know if, if you're promising something in your headlines and you don't deliver that in your articles, they know. And that is that is the guidelines that Google has set forth. Um, you can listen to what people say about search or what they say about you know any of those things, but Google puts out specific guidelines. They don't tell you like the answer, but if you talk to anybody- They're not gonna make it easy, guys. <laughs> no, but I mean, I've, I've talked to the people from Google and they all say the same thing. Create a lot of content. And that's how that's how you'll rank well in search. Create a lot of content. Create good content. Create content that people want to read. Can take uh, create content that you know be the answer to the question that people are asking. It's I mean these are it's it's just not that difficult. You can even phrase things you know in a way that um, create them to be an answer for for something that they're looking for. But you want to make sure that you, what you don't want is it's not traffic for the sake of traffic. It's traffic for this is my target audience that's coming to my website who was someone that found my website who is now a loyal fan of my website you know a member of my facebook group or you know some people i don't i have facebook you know it's just like the the people that want to buy i don't have paypal you know it's like yeah you 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 do what you can because if this is the one person who's willing to tell you these things you know like i used to do my my live show just in my facebook group people are like i don't have facebook and these are the people that are willing to at least take the half a second to send you the email. If you have five people that are taking a half second to send you an email to say that, imagine the five million that 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 didn't. Yeah, no, that's so much good stuff, Mitch. So much. So I think that to kind of like wrap up what all of the goodness that Mitch has said in like the simplest bow possible, it would be start creating stuff by answering questions. And from there, it'll all probably fall into place in there. You'll be able to identify what sort of things you need to be answering because people are going to be asking you more questions. And then, of course, figure out how to answer those questions by using video as well because Absolutely. you want to definitely be double dipping with Google and YouTube together. <laughs> Absolutely. So, all right. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show, Mitch. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to... Follow Mitch and, and check out what his site is doing and all of his wisdom. Go to sportschatplace.com. And like I always say, it is never goodbye. It is see you soon. So until next time, guys, we will see you soon.
Thanks again, Mitch. Aloha. Thanks for listening to Marketing for Your Boring Business. If you like this episode, please leave a review on iTunes or share this episode on social media. Want more? Subscribe to automatically get the latest episodes of Marketing for Your Boring Business. This podcast is presented by All in One Social Media. All the social media your business needs starting at $125 a month.